underway. Had to hit the record button for the podcast later, so forgot to do that. It's it's all new to me again, you know. When you don't sit in the studio for almost a year, it's been since March since we've been in here. You got to remember what buttons to push, and it looks like everything's working right. I mean, there is uh there we go. I like that volume a little bit better. Uh, so uh, what are we going to do today? We're going to preview high school football because every year I send out a questionnaire to the high school football coaches, and most of them get it back. This year I'm happy to report that 100% of the coaches I sent the questionnaire to returned it, so we will get to preview every single team this year, or today actually, on the show. We are nine days away from high school football kickoff at the eight-man level. So that's where we'll start our preview today. Um, 1A starts August 20th is kickoff. One week before 2A, 3A. 4A, 5A, 6A even start a, a week later. And, and I think it was done to stagger state championship games. Uh, that's been the biggest gripe of... I know on the media side of things, that's been the biggest gripe for football is that all the games are played at the same time on the same day. And I think there would be more fan involvement if if they were staggered. That would that was our suggestion coming from the media. And, and I don't know that that's exactly why they did it, but it is definitely uh, staggered this year. So we'll see. But we'll start off. First uh, with eight-man football, since that's how we will be starting our season here on KETO. Our first broadcast will be August 20th in Duncan as the Fort Thomas Apaches travel up to take on the Duncan Wildcats in an eight-man rivalry game, really, to start the season. That'll be a fun one. So let's just jump right into what uh, Duncan head coach Eric Bejarano had to say uh, this year. And it's... uh, First of all, they don't know a ton yet because they were quarantined until Monday. So they they've really haven't got uh, off the ground yet. Um, but this is information from Coach based on what, uh, what last season and he thinks he's coming back. Season looks promising. Six returning starters, which is huge when it's only eight men. I mean, that's 90%, 88% of your starters coming back. And I hope they can get into the playoffs. Obviously, that's every team's number one goal, playoffs. Biggest concerns this season is keeping players healthy from getting hurt and catching the COVID virus. I already have been quarantined once and don't want to do that again. And that's it's, it's true. Um, but if we think about last year, the teams that got quarantined early were pretty good the rest of the year, right? I mean... So if you're gonna if you're gonna get quarantined this year, and it's going to happen, if if people think that it's not going to happen this year, eh, you're, it's it's going to happen. It's already obviously already happened um, at Duncan and several other schools across the state of Arizona. But if it happens, happen early, uh, because history last year told us the one year history, if that counts as history, told us that if you got quarantined early, you you pretty much were good the rest of the year. Didn't have any other scares or anything. So. We'll see if that plays out for Duncan this year. Um, Austin Bigler will be one of the players to watch this year. He's going to help a tight end. Big, tall kid that can catch the ball. 
which coach says is not bad for being a lineman. I, I agree. I mean, you can teach a big tall, big, tall lineman to catch the football. You're all right. Carson Potter's the other player to watch. Speed and quickness. He's going to help us out on our for a running game, according to Coach Bay Hirano at Duncan. Uh, he says, for coaching for as long as he has, he tries not to circle any game on the calendar, but the Fort Thomas game to kick off the season is always fun. And I agree with him. That is a fun game. And and I asked coaches this year, so those are basic co- basic questions that we ask every year, but I asked coaches one extra question this year, what they how they prepare differently now after COVID last year and things being taken away and, and good or good and bad. Um, and a coach says that uh, made some, some everyday adjustments for the good. And we tell kids how important it is to follow the changes so we can have a football season. And then his last thing, one more thing, go, go Wildcats. Um, so, and, and I think, and I think that's important in the team game, especially football game. I mean, you, you've got to, you've got to roll with the punches, so to speak. Um, and, and if, if your team is good with rolling with the punches, then, then anything that shows up during the season, be it injuries, be it COVID, you know, any, a myriad of things, um, you'll be able to roll with it. Uh, the Duncan schedule looks like this for the season. They open up at home against Fort Thomas. Then they go to Superior, then Samuel on September 3rd. They've got St. David at home on the 10th, Bobby Kivri at home on the 24th. Bobby Kivri is another team that has been quarantined. Uh, as well uh, at Civic Q on October 1st home against Ray on October 8th and they round out the season at my alma mater at Valley Union on October 15th for the Duncan Wildcats for the Fort Thomas Apaches under the direction of Bracken Walker in his sixth coaching season uh, last year they only got to play four games they were one in three last year um, p- pretty short and sweet and to the point coach Walker says that uh, the strongest part of the team right now at, at the position is he's got a great linebacker core, uh, but at the same time, the biggest the biggest concern is the youth in depth, and that's straight to the point. They got great linebackers, but we're young. Uh, players to watch this season out at Fort Thomas: Aaron Beavers, Jaron McCabe, Tyler Black, Elijah Nosey, Tommy Hinton, Carmelo Robertson, Jathan Wilson, and Tayshawn Gambler are the players to watch out at Fort Thomas and just much like coach Bay Hirano at Duncan. I asked him what game are you looking forward to? He's all Duncan. <laughs> it's the first game of the season, but also a region game and a rivalry game. The game checks every single box. He's, he's not, he's not wrong, uh, which is a big reason why we're going to be there to broadcast it. I mean, it's a big eight man football game. And when I asked coach Walker about, his preparation due with, with COVID. Preparation is the same, but I feel like numbers are down in large part due to the circumstances surrounding last year. And, and and Fort Thomas has, I mean, obviously not a huge enrollment anyways, so anytime you lose any uh, athletes, it's you're going to make it feel. But there was, Fort Thomas is in, in, a, in a unique position compared to the rest of the schools because they've got the, the state rules and then they've got the um, San Carlos Apache rules that come as well because they service both areas. So they're in a unique position and, and a tough position, but uh, it sounds like they're going to make the best of it and they're ready to go for their August 20th opener at Duncan. Then they will be at Lincoln Prep. I still want to get one of those hats because their initials are LP and that's what's on their hat. So anyways, that's a side note. Uh, they're home against Cicero Prep on the 3rd, home against Bob Akivri on September 10th. They will play Fredonia at Williams High School 
on September 17th for an afternoon kickoff at 4 p.m. On the 24th of September, they're home against Sam Manuel. They'll be at Valley Union October 1st. They'll finish the season October 7th at St. David, or the last two games, October 7th at St. David, and then home to finish the year October 15th against Sibiqiu this year. I, I like the staggered start. I mean, I, I don't know if I was a fan of it when I first saw it, but but I think I like it. It's going to let – the eight-man is going to be the only game in town August 20th all over the state. At least one week, and it happens here too. Uh, the eight-man, the one-A's, just, they just don't get as much coverage once the season starts because everybody's playing on – the same night, but for at least one week this year, eight man is going to start the season with the only with the only level playing, and I hope that the state media gets out and watches eight man football and sees how exciting those games are. I mean, I played eight man football growing up. We scored 60, 70 points a game. It was fun um, in, in some of those games. Let's move over to uh, the two A. We're headed down the down the valley. We'll, we'll next go to Pima and head coach Jim Hughes. In his second season as the head coach out of Pima High School, 13th overall as a head coach, 14 as assistant. The Rough Riders were 2-4 and four last year. And some of the questions, the answers, um, the biggest, the, the strongest part of the team right now is the strength of the team is the number of players with varsity experience and the increased physical strength of each player. If you've ever played for Jim Hughes, if you've ever been around Jim Hughes, the weight room is an integral part of his system. And if you don't like the weight room, you're probably not going to like playing for Jim Hughes. Uh, those Pima guys have bought into his weight room um, routine, and you can physically see how much bigger those guys are, which helps the entire school sports as well, in my opinion. Uh, concerns, depth is thin at certain position, positions. Injuries could be the Achilles heel this year. And I feel like that is – it's every year, but more so this year because of of the outside circumstances with with COVID and – uh, quarantining and kids not coming out. Um, it's 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 going to be a big thing to watch. Players to watch this year, and this is classic Jim Hughes. Classic Jim Hughes. I asked him what the players to watch. He's all, well, right now we're in shorts and helmets and all of them look like All-Americans. <laughs> so we'll know more when we put pads on. I love it, Jim. I absolutely love it. Um, I asked him which game he's got circled on his calendar. The game played on the last Saturday in November. Our goal to be playing on that day. Big lofty goals for the Pima Rough Riders out of the 2A San Pedro. They got a tough schedule. We'll get to that in a second. Um, and I asked him about uh, preparations with COVID. He said, we spent the whole season playing catch-up last year. New system new, n- new system with no camp. Could only meet in groups of 10, which was the case for all programs. Just felt like we were playing catch-up all year long. And they were. Everybody was. It, it wasn't obviously just Pima, but um, – Everybody was playing catch up last year. It was it was a strange it was a strange year last year, and unfortunately, it, if if the current situation is says anything, it's going to be an up and down season this year. Uh, it just really is. Uh, the schedule for Pima this year they open the season August twenty seventh at San Carlos, and then here's the big one. I think this game is going to be the first time since the late thirties. Pima at Safford September third. That's the game I've got circled on my calendar. I'm excited for that game. Uh, then they have Thatcher on September 10th at Santa Rita on September 17th, who doesn't have a football coach yet. Um, they have recommended one, and we'll know soon who that is. Uh, September 24th, they'll be at home against Scottsdale Christian at Benson October 1st. 
Benson is uh, the favorite, the odds-on favorite in the 2A this year. October 8th versus Wilcox. We have that game on the radio as well. October 15th versus Tombstone. The 22nd at Bisbee in historic Warren Ballpark, and they'll end the season at home against the Marinci Wildcats, which, in my opinion, the winner of that game gets into the playoffs. Just an early just an early look at the, the schedules. The winner of the Pima Marinci game gets into the playoffs. I'm bold. That's my bold 2A um, prediction on the very first show of the year. Let us push this button right here, and we'll take our first break of the first show of overtime here in the year 2021. We're four months from 2022, folks. I'm still trying to process 2020. Um, We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll... Jump into the 3A level with Thatcher and Safford. We'll also have Marinci and Wilcox on the preview. Coming up right after this. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us today. Starting today, every Wednesday at 1230 during football season, we'll break down the season, the game of the week that we're broadcasting, and get you scores and updates from around all of the Gila Valley. And today we're previewing high school football. So if you're new to the program, welcome. Uh, later today, this program will be available again as a podcast on GilaValleyCentral.net and anywhere else that you subscribe for a podcast. Any of the big platforms, you'll be able to subscribe and just get a notification when we do a new podcast. Uh, let's so we're moving into the 3A with Thatcher High School head coach Dan Jones in his second year. Five and four last year, and the four losses were to the four semifinal teams. Lost to Yuma Catholic in the first round of the playoff. A lot of good, really good pieces this year. A big and athletic offensive line, uh, quarterback with a big arm, and fast receivers are some of the things that he highlights in his questionnaire. And I would, I would venture to say that his quarterback has the biggest arm that we've seen in the Gila Valley in quite some time. Uh, Wyatt Larson is a big, tall kid at quarterback and has outstanding arm action. Phenomenal. I don't Whatever adjective you want to use, whatever is the top-of-the-line adjective for his arm, whatever is that it word, he's got it. Now, granted, Thatcher has not traditionally been a throwing football team. I think we'll see a little bit more throwing action this year from Thatcher. Uh, when you got a 6'5 kid back there slinging it, I mean, that's kind of what you do. Um but he he has a really good arm, and if he can if he can find because because it's new the system is new if he can find the right guy which is obviously the the plan on every play if he can get it to the right guy Thatcher will surprise some people with how good their passing game is this year. Um, he's he could flat footed throw the ball I don't know sixty yards he's. He's got a big arm. Um, biggest concern, though, for coaches, a lot of unproven kids and depth. That's been the key word in today's breakdown. Depth. All the coaches concerned about depth. Names he mentions to watch out for this year, obviously quarterback Wyatt Larson, Slade Shoup at wide receiver, uh, Brandon Napier, Cody Jones at running back, and uh, Trevin Gaylord at tight end uh, are the names on the list that coach says to watch out for this year. 
And what game he's got circled, Florence's circled game. Sabino, obviously, first time we've seen them in the first region opponent. And, of course, Pima and Safford want to keep those streaks alive. So, I mean, sounds like Coach Jones has just circled the calendar and said this one. <laughs> and knowing him, he would laugh at that. Um, that's, that's what I like. Hey, we're ready for all of them. Uh, this year has felt more normal as prep goes. We're able to put our offense in and able to spend some time as a team. Overall, he expects them to compete very well in the region and make a push towards a state title. That is Thatcher, Thatcher head coach Dan Jones. And taking a look at their schedule out of the 3A South, they start the year at home August 27th against Sarita. We'll have that game on the radio. September 3rd at Florence. Then they're at Pima on September 10th. Home against Sabino on September 17th. Home against Douglas on September 24th, a 4A opponent. October 1st at Empire, another 4A opponent. Uh, October 8th at Santan Foothills. October 15th, home against American Leadership Academy Gilbert North. At Push Ridge, October 22nd, and then the big game to end the year on Halloween weekend against uh, his home against Safford. That is a big uh, big schedule for, for Thatcher this year. Safford, another new head coach. The name is familiar. First time he's been a head coach, though, Bob Park has taken over the reins at Safford High School after John O'Mara has uh, moved to uh, moved out of the state. Uh, his family has taken uh, a job opportunity out of the state. So he is gone, and first-year head coach, 20-plus coaching in the Safford School District, and strongest part of the team at this point. Excitement and leadership are the two strongest points of our team at this point. Our numbers are up this year from previous years. There are a lot of kids who are excited to play, and there are a lot of senior leaders who are really helping out the younger players. Projected, the culture is good right now, and hopefully it will transfer to on-the-field success. We also have a great coaching staff, which which has been and will be a benefit for the program. Biggest concern at Safford is the late start they had in getting started with the coaching staff and getting the new system in place. Uh, players to watch this year, uh, Christian Smith, Garrett Pritchard, Brendan Gannett, uh, Tanner Emery, Jojo Ruelas, Damian Rios, and Caleb Cordova are the names that Coach points out to keep an eye on. I have a feeling, I've not been to Safford yet, hasn't, actually haven't been to any practices yet, but I have a feeling that Jojo Ruelas will, uh, may be the newcomer of the year in the 3A South. I really like his athletic ability. Uh, the game that they have circled, the first game against Blue Ridge. It all starts with game one, setting the tone. I don't really look ahead. We'll take one game. We'll take each game week by week. And last year's restrictions, uh, we're certainly doing a lot more conscientious, being a lot more conscientious, that's an easy word to say, about good hygiene and communicating illness and sickness. Knowing this, we understand how easily the game could be taken away from us, so we prepare everyone to be able to step in at any time. That is a new Safford head coach, Bob Park, on his team's outlook for the season. And the Safford schedule, not much easier. Uh, they've got a tough one this year. They start on the road at Blue Ridge. They've got a new head coach. Uh, September 3rd against Pima. They'll have Empire at home on September 10th. Douglas at home on September 17th. Again, the same 4A opponents that Thatcher has. At Sarita on September 24th. They'll have Valley Christian at home on October 1st. They'll be in Tucson to take on, take on Pueblo October 8th. Push Ridge at home on October 15th. At Sabino the 22nd of October. And then the big one, October 29th at Thatcher. So three of the last four at are on the road for Safford this season. So that is, I told you, it's going to be a tough schedule for those guys. 
We'll take another quick break. When we come back, we'll get you Marinci and Wilcox season preview high school football coming up after the break. Welcome back to Overtime. Lee Patterson with you. Thanks for joining us today on the season debut of Overtime every Wednesday from here on out till the end of local basketball season at least. Let's get right into Marinci High School. Joe Garcia, third year as a head coach, 15th year as a coach, including six in Wilcox and nine overall in Marinci. Seven and one last year and advanced to, advanced to the state quarterfinals. Strongest part of the season, or part of the team for Marinci is experience up front will help us significantly this year. Every member of the starting five linemen played significant varsity minutes last year. That's huge. That is absolutely huge. Biggest concern, COVID didn't go anywhere. Quarantines killed their season last year, and not a lot has changed. From the from the keyboard of Joe Garcia, the head coach. Players to watch at Marinci this year, uh, Jericho Sanchez, Tony Royball, Dalen Johnson, Derek Sines, Tristan Sanchez, and Michael Casillas. Uh, very good speed at Marinci. That's something that I, I watched him play seven on seven this summer, and man, did they have some outstanding speed. The game they've got circled, they don't have a specific game circled. Our approach is to take it one practice at a time, one play at a time, and one game at a time. Our approach is to focus on the process and getting better. The results will take care of themselves. And ask how last year changed the way he prepares his team. I thought our team prepared very well last year. Although we had to distance and do a lot of cleaning, the players focused on what they could control and improved consistently. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do, right? That's all you can ask for. Marinci's schedule starts August 27th at home against Sequoia Pathway. Then they go to Round Valley September 3rd, home against Globe September 10th, home against Madison Highland September 17th, new school, uh, home against St. John's three in a row uh, September 24th, then at Bisbee, at Tombstone, at Benson, home against Wilcox October 22nd, and then at Pima to finish the season. And to finish out our preview, we'll look down to Wilcox and head coach Eric Halmerson in his second year. Three and three last year. They had Our team was solid. Work ethic and summer participation was very good. Biggest concern, uh, very young and have lots of underclassmen that will be starters on both sides of the ball. Players to watch down at Wilcox this year, Fabian Moreno, Mike Martinez, Marcus Oliveras, Alex Mills, and Kendrick Lunt for the Cowboys. And the game they've got circled on their calendar, Tank Averde, will be interesting. I believe they will be very well coached and will be a much improved team. After the Tank Averde game, San Pedro, the whole San Pedro, uh, minus Thatcher, section games will be all of importance for us making the playoffs. And how did they change after last year's restrictions? Uh, every week is week to week, day to day, and hour to hour. Full of nonstop challenges and adversity. I believe that you have to be more organized and have to coach lots of team-style practices. Everyone has to know multiple positions. Uh, Wilcox will be Globe, Tank of Verde at home, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on the road. Is that right? At Santan, at Valley, at North Point Prep, at Tombstone, at Pima, at Bisbee, at Marinci, home against Benson. Only two, three home games this year for for Wilcox. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I had no idea, but we're out of time. That was a lot of information to go over. And I think we did a pretty good job of hitting on a little bit of everything. Next week, we'll be back on. We'll preview the Duncan uh, Fort Thomas game. Also, the uh, volleyball season as well. So, we'll do that next week. 
Thanks for joining us this week on Overtime. Look for the podcast this afternoon. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.